Привіт. Селі. Честь. Hello. Bonjour. Hello. Hello everyone. This is Gabriel Now podcast. My name is Michał. I'm from Poland and I just finished my bachelor studies, which means I graduated from being a student to being unemployed. Hello. My name is Irina. I finished two years of bachelor degree in uh, journalism and public relations uh, in Poland. Uh, I am from Ukraine and uh, now I'm actually having vacations uh, in my country and I am so excited to be in this podcast right now. Hi, I'm Alia. I'm from Russia, from St. Petersburg. I'm a civil activist and basically I'm working with uh, human rights, human rights education and some other civil activity. Hi, I'm Bettina from Germany and I'm doing the podcast you're calling together with Joel and uh, right now uh, we are part of this big international multilingual project um, Get Real Now where um, we will discuss in our several languages. Hi, I'm Joel. I'm part of the podcast with Bettina but involved with this Get Real Now podcast because it's fun to talk about different subjects with people from different countries. Hi, I'm Clément from the French team. Uh, I'm sound engineer and I do all the technical part of the Get Real Now group and I'm very ex excited to do this podcast. Perfect. So um, we are all together now. You might have heard uh, our first episodes in our several languages, which are um, English, French, Polish and Russian. And uh, this podcast uh, will be about the same topic as before, which is education and digitalization and uh, what the educational system is about in all those different countries. And this time we, all the hosts from the different podcasts, will discuss um, what we've learned about the educational system in our countries during the interviews we recorded in our language. And uh, then we will give um, a little summary in the end um, in, in those kind of languages. But this discussion will be in English. So, Michael, do you want to start and tell us uh, what your experience um, was about? Uh, yeah, of course. Um, so, from my podcast, well, um, first of all, it was a really nice experience to try to Uh, meet with people and discuss, uh, basically like interview them um, uh, and try to learn about their perspective and compare it with mine and well, the perspective of both of the guests because Yarena uh, made an interview with one, of the, one student and I made an interview with one teacher. Uh, what I learned from talking to her was that Well, um, the whole education, like the whole education system in Poland, she was pretty satisfied about. Um, she said that many things, many positive things, mainly that it's free, that it's um, pretty well um, organized. Um, in the situation of, uh, of the virus, of the pandemic, um, in the two schools that she, that she teaches us uh, that she teaches at uh, that's um, middle school that's a high school and a university and in both of those cases the both of those schools were private schools so they handled the situation pretty well and uh, they adapted to the to the whole uh, pandemic situation and uh, no living house online teaching situation very quickly and a lot of the lessons were continued in that ma manner although not all of them and uh, not all things could be taught like this uh, the current situation is that she she managed to uh, finish all of the uh, studies she managed to get used to teaching in this way she she thinks that we could learn a lot from this whole situation If we try to, uh, we can, uh, teachers can learn new things to, to, we can actually adapt the online teaching method to make 
more opportunities for people who maybe live far away or or they prefer this way of teaching. Okay, as uh, Michal was talking uh, from the point of view of like teachers, uh, because uh, we did like the podcast together and we were like interviewing different people. I want to talk more about the about points of view of the students. As I am a student and as as I was interviewing uh, a student. Uh, that we like learned um, the thing that is uh, easier, for example, it's like so easy to simplify some things with online education. So you can easily teach somebody without going outside and you can learn something without like, going outside and be like, you know, uh, safe and uh, uh, in your own <laughs> comfort zone and environment. And you should, you cannot you like you don't have to waste like any time for traveling or like uh, for like any <laughs> any other uh, stuff you need when you need like to get to the place uh, but also we both agreed on them uh, and I guess like a lot of people who I talked to agreed on the point that um, that uh, the, it was like the biggest minus of all of this situation, like online occasions, of course, it had like a lot of pluses, which like Michal already mentioned before, but the biggest minus was like that uh, we could not socialize and we could not like um, meet other people, uh, learn something uh, from other like uh, experiences because uh, like, I mean, uh, we talked, uh, we mentioned one point that uh, like education uh, in general, it's not only like about uh, learning, uh, you know, like some uh, terms and some, uh, I don't know, learn something by heart. Uh, it's also about uh, trying to communicate, trying to solve some problems, trying to interact with each other, help each other. Uh, so we define that this is also very important, um, very important of education just us interacting uh, with each other I would like to um, ask you um, because uh, Michael said that the teacher you um, interviewed was kind of happy with the whole situation was that because the teacher was maybe from a big city or something um, because I've heard from another Polish person I just happened to talk to um, not about the corona pandemic situation but just in general that education in the countryside in Poland was not really good. That's what he said. Um, and that uh, therefore people who are educated in the cities are more privileged because they have better access. Whereas in the countryside, um, for instance, I think he said maybe it's much harder to learn um, different languages or something like foreign languages uh, because uh, the educational system is not so widespread. Is is that true or did you talk about this at all or do you have like personal experience about this? Okay, I guess uh, both of us, like me and me, how we can answer it like, together by adding. Uh, so as I, th as I think about uh, your question, um, it was uh, more about... Um, It is about the difference of how different uh, universities and different schools like, handle th this situation. Uh, for example, we are all like the teacher and the students. We're all from the same university, and like um, we uh, like claim that our university um, like really uh, like um, really handled like this kind of situation very well. So like the teachers, both in students were pretty satisfied, but I also heard that, for example, some other universities, even in ours, uh, like, or like in other cities, were not that prepared uh, for like this whole uh, system of studying. So yeah, it might be worse. So it, I guess it uh, more depended on on the universities and how they were prepared, but not like, like on the areas or something like Michal think. Uh, so yeah, uh, from um, well, from my interview, uh, from the yes, my my perspective and my uh, guests' perspective were both kind of biased because we both live in Zeshov, which is like a big city, 
we both took our experience of the education in pandemic from a private university that specializes in uh, information technology. So it's definitely not the same in other uh, schools and uh, universities. I know a lot of um, schools in Poland are really, well, not up to speed when it comes to technology. Uh, they are very, um, well, not, I wouldn't say traditional, just old school. It's all uh, whiteboards, it's all, sorry, blackboards, it's all chalk and uh, uncomfortable chairs and teachers are, I don't know. Um, it's I can imagine it would be very difficult for some people to study. I know a lot of schools straight up closed for a month or two because they had no idea what to do. And there was even a thing uh, like a transmission on on TV on the main channels, uh, which was supposed to be like education for kids who can't go to school, like classes. Um, at home for, uh, in TV done by teachers and it was to be honest it was a disaster uh, people made memes about it everywhere in Poland it was just a bunch of people who had no idea what they were doing and uh, they they it was a uh, actually a uh, kind of ridiculous to be honest and um, it was all done basically in panic because the country wasn't dealing well enough with the with the pandemic situation because we weren't prepared for it so uh it was kind of a band-aid but yeah it it wasn't that great and <clears throat> and uh it, it was a sort of a scandal so yeah i thought a lot of mm. Actually, I have more question after the podcast and our after our conversation right now, because, uh, for example, what should be the main goal of education? So, do we need a knowledge, or maybe we need some universal skills of working with the informational, no, not matter chemistry or literature or something else, or we need something like a social connection? Or something else, and uh, should we change the main goal after the school? So maybe we need one goal for the school and one goal for the university. And after that, we have a next question, because you know that the society are different. So if we um, decide that the main goal of a uh, school education, for example, it's uh, like tennis to stay comfortable in society so how we can check what is a more successful education in this case in germany for example in poland or in russian because okay societies are different so every educational system should prepare people for the different situations so they should provide different experience and what should we do? How we can, like, check? It's it's very interesting for me right now. Oh, yeah, but I think it, it also creates a problem if if you go with your like with that idea of uh, the school should prepare you for living in the society in that country that you're in. I think that creates a problem of. Uh, that societies cannot change, like they cannot evolve because you are, uh, it, you are basically teaching people to be like the people before them and like people before them because uh, you have a set standard for that society. Well, not and necessarily, right? You could you could say that in school you prepare them for a multicultural society for. Uh, better integration from all parts of society. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm much more for that. Like, uh, I think that, um, like, the the school shouldn't focus exactly on um, accommodating people in in the society that they're currently in, but giving them skills to to thrive, to 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 like uh, control their life, to to be able to choose a path and follow it. 
Um, so I, I like to see the elements of choosing a path in early education, for example, choosing your speciality uh, or choosing just the areas that you're interested in. Uh, how would that relate? How would that relate to COVID now that um, lots of schools are now having to do, um, you know, um, basically self-learning, which means that's not going to meet everyone's um, abilities because some people are much better in the classroom and some people are much better, yeah. as we saw with some of our interviews. Some were really good and really motivated to learn themselves because they had that thirst to learn. But how would it benefit people who are not um, so that way inclined? Um, yeah, that's, that's always a problem in, in current education that uh, different people have different ways of learning and also different speeds, different capabilities. Uh, so you have people who learn best like people who are currently in the best situation are people who learn uh, fast uh, learn by remembering like by vision and hearing and uh, people who are like uh, have the conventional in intellect uh, intellect intelligence so maths uh, literature um, sciences and uh, also, I mean, also you have artistic schools, but yeah. I think it's interesting because I think uh, you, uh, Michael, uh, are coming from a bit more of the psychological point of view because that's what your degree is, you've studied. And I, I, I mean, let's get back to Ilya because I think Ilya was more talk talking about a broader vision or maybe even politically. I don't know. Ilya, can you clarify what exactly you meant? Yeah, maybe... I can try. I can try to give you an example. Thirty years ago in Russia, there was only one bank, and knowledge about bank system it was totally useless, because you don't have an option. You should. You can put your money only on one bank. So people who get education in 18th, like years of that century. Um, they usually have a problem because they can't understand uh, how they can get money, how it's um, how it's like good good and um, useful to put money in a bank. And uh, I think that that system uh, in that system of education it was impossible to like to give a knowledge to give uh, to give a skill how to like make an, a cooperation with a bank because there is no like practice yeah so what would you suggest so what what does that mean for the educational system uh, i think that means that we need a lot of different criteria because sometimes i i heard that Oh, there is a like in a top of top ten of a like educational system, and sometimes it's a Finland, and uh, maybe something from Asia like Hong Kong, but it's totally different subject. Oh, you think the needs in the different countries are so can be so different that um, you cannot really compare which system is better or not because it depends on the context of the country yeah i think maybe we don't need a like an a mark for the educational system because yeah sometimes we are doing a little bit like different work and for example uh, what about uh, you, you uh, michael talk for example about like in a schools in a small cities and in a school in a big cities. I'm also was born in a not so big city and I visited in a school there and then I moved to St. Petersburg and I can say, okay, maybe languages is better in a big city. And then, uh, of course, in a in a vast city because it is a much more possibility to move to English-speaking country, to meet some English-speaking people or German-speaking people, etc. And, of course, when you are live in Siberia, it's quite different. But maybe... So did you say... Uh, uh, did, you, did 
did you say a city in, in the west of Russia? Yeah, in the west of Russia. Because yeah, in in Saint Petersburg, much more. I know much more schoolers in Saint Petersburg who have an uh, option to go to London and yet yeah, to practice English, and they really have very nice level of a speaking in the same situation in Germany and in French. Yeah, but if we are talking maybe about some like another subject like history, like literature, maybe math, in a small cities, everything is okay. Um, well, I think that, um, uh, well, if, if you like, um, I, from what I understood, you, you're saying that um, in different places, people are, are like different things are useful to different people. And uh, should like the education should, should focus on that, like because people in Finland have different uh, needs, different opportunities, different jobs are available. But then you, uh, if I understood correctly, then you would run into an issue of you are uh, people who are born or live in one place are only able to study things that are uh, useful in that place. So you wouldn't learn uh, arts or languages in a village, or you would have to move to, uh, to the city. And I actually think um, a lot of the time it is kind of like that. In places where, you, where some things are useful and some things are not, people are usually learning the useful uh, skills the useful things, but that leaves you kind of limited. I know a lot of people who are born in villages, uh, far away from, from big cities, far away from opportunities, they have much smaller opportunities, they don't have as much choice, because if they want to do something, if they want to learn languages, if they want to learn art, if they want to learn, I don't know, information technology, they would have to move to a city to find lay university. So I think it's already kind of working like you described in some way. I actually think it's a super interesting aspect. I guess... Uh, um, sorry, Yarina. No, it's okay. I, I just wanted uh, like to add uh, like to all the things I already heard uh, from you guys uh, that if you are going back to like this kind of online education and online digitalization uh, like of education do you do you think that for example you, uh, because i understood the concept that uh, sometimes like it influences like your education your level of education your um, like uh, quality of education of, of, like like the place where you where you live, where you study, sometimes it influences it. But do you think, guys, uh, that all this digitalization of education will it help for everyone uh, to be kind of equal? You know, if everybody will have okay, let's start. Everybody would need to have the equal like, setup for this education. If we had like more time, so everyone could get it you know uh because uh, it also starts uh, that for example not uh, even uh, this semester for example not not all universities had like the uh, good quality of online education but do you think if like, if it would be would help to make everybody kind of equal uh, not didn't if it won't depend where anybody live like did you did you understand the question <laughs> Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it would be equal for everyone. But the problem is, is um, um, would everyone have access? So then you create some kind. Then there's some. You know, we have an extra problem. So everyone would need to be provided the facilities to get access to that online education. For example, like everyone needs to have a laptop at least. So you have more barriers there. Well, but everyone needs to have at least, kind of least the internet connection. System. Or internet, yeah, or the internet. <laughs> right, <yeah>. Joel. <laughs> Good internet. Yeah, no, but actually, no, I, I completely agree, Yarina. I think that would be the, the best case scenario and the kind of idea and ideal. But um, at the same time, as Joel said, 
um, for instance, in Germany, uh, you have this situation where actually education isn't so bad, even in rural areas um, where I grew up, for instance, you could choose every subject basically and lots of foreign languages. And that, that was really good. Um, but uh, at the same time, in those kind of areas, your internet connection was really bad. And only in recent times, and actually only really during the corona pandemic, like in Germany, especially Germany has such an old population. Like in, I think in Europe, the Germans are the oldest uh, by average, so to speak. The demographics are like the oldest. And so all the young people are finally, oh, wow, finally we get some better internet connection during the pandemic like people are actually celebrating this because now they have to because of all this home office stuff so actually there's some something good coming out of this in germany at least um with regard to to the internet uh connection in rural areas but i think Ilya knows what i'm talking about because he was in germany and he didn't have any bloody connection so is it in russian even better yeah so uh, i think russia like is a leader of internet connection because it's really cheap and it's not problem i can like kind of travel in with my pad i with my tablets and anywhere it will be okay to listen you maybe video um in some villages won't be okay but basically internet in russia is good but um I think I want to continue for a bit the idea of arena because I think it's really interesting what mean equal in education. So, for example, in Russia, we have an, uh, like an, a national study plan. So, our students in the school uh, don't have a possibility to choose anything. So, they can't choose the subject. And... Um, no matter where do you study, you will learn the same subject as in a people in another like city, big city in Moscow and so on, so on. And what mean in this case equally? So is it opportunity to choose what do you want or to have an, the same subject as another people in another cities uh, for example uh i didn't know that like a place like this but for example in my country uh we sometimes it depends like on schools you know there are kind of like schools where some um it is called gymnasiums i don't know if like if you know what does it mean like it's different than gymnasium in poland for example so they have like more kind of uh profile like studying so you have some additional you know because of the school um you chose like, for like it's kind of you need to like pay for the school more or something than uh for other schools so it means like you know there is not like equal with like with just um an average school so then you have like more subjects like as latin language you know it's like i don't know some kind of um art something so um i mean so um i don't know i don't know how how it works grammar school in uk but you know uh, i mean uh so like then like you have kind of you have more hours of mathematics for example than in average school you know like different quality because somewhere in the village in the school you have like a lot less of like a lot less of hours of some subject than uh, in like school in the city, for example. I don't know, like, that's how I know it. So maybe, I don't know, maybe, uh, actually, I thought that with, with online studying, it'll be the same, it depends. Like now I thought it depends like only on your school, only on your university. How is it prepared? How is it kind of getting the material? Um, yeah, but I was thinking also about the idea of this kind of uh, uh, equality. <laughs> then maybe like if 
online it will it is easier so maybe then everybody would have like more uh, kind of access uh, yeah exactly i think it's about access as you said it's not really about equality most of the time anyway because people are different and if the system is somehow standardized then it doesn't really give you equal equal opportunities anyway but um, you may have more access maybe in rural areas and people have access to certain kind of schools maybe you could have more access to online courses and classes if the internet connection is good enough um, so I think in that sense access will be better but as Ilya said access is not necessarily equality at all so I think equality would come with um, catering different needs, so to speak. Like if if someone also has a disability of some kind or learning disability or or some other kind of differences you might have because someone is coming from a different country and doesn't speak the language, etc. Et Those could all be limiting factors to access again, even if it's online, I guess. So, yeah. Especially if it's... Um, I, was, I was going to say, especially if it was um, standardised... Oh, whoops. You know, I was going to say, especially if it was standardised, it stops people... It stops, it stops institutions from being able to provide that unique learning environment. So I guess um, resources would need to be provided to an institution so it could provide the standard of education it wants, but at the same time allowing that, um, their standard to be accessible. No. I don't think so, because some people, first of all, don't even want to, and that's perfectly fine too. And some people want to, but they cannot because of learning disabilities of lots of different things. So even if you're giving all the the resources you you can possibly give, for some people that's not an, that's not enough to reach the same level um, of education. But I don't think everyone's strength instead of um, focusing on on the weaknesses you know what I mean like everyone yeah. have, has different abilities exactly I think that's what the biggest problem with standardization is is that it's standardization favors one or the other uh, like favors some kind of people so it either favors people with uh, with very good uh, learning abilities or people with uh, without them or like so it's in plain terms it's uh, like education system standardized education system can support people who are uh, well bad at learning but that's by negliging the potential of the people who are really good or it supports the people who are really good at learning but uh, very much limiting opportunities in life of people with dis uh, with disabilities in learning or just plain bad or unwilling. Actually, so with regard to that, there is a very good TED talk, actually too. Um, we can link this to this podcast, um, which is from a actually British um, educator who uh, moved to the US and uh, can't remember all the details now but for instance I can remember one story very clearly and it's about um, because he makes the point of how we teach people and what we teach and what we prioritize in teaching as well and he is also focusing a lot on creativity and says a lot of the things that we're learning now can be done by computers anyway but there are certain things which are still maybe unique to a human being and uh, especially creative things and that often creative um, subjects are devalued even though they might be or become the most important ones also for innovation in general and he also gives the example of one girl who could never like sit still in school etc so the teacher was um, sending the my the mother to psy psychologists and everything um, and in the end of the day they had a good uh, psychologist who is that how you say this psychologist joel is that is that the correct yeah psychologist. Okay, um yeah psychologist. so so he was actually quite good and at the end of the day said to the mother there's nothing wrong with your child your child is a dancer 
and so the mom actually put the child into um, into dance classes. And after that, first of all, she could concentrate better in school, but also she became a dancer and she became one of the most important choreographers. I think well, one of those musicals or whatever she, she choreographed, 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 choreographed or whatever. Yeah. Choreographed. <laughs> choreographed. Thank you. And, and I think that's a very good example. And he makes in the, in the TED talk that if someone had told the girl, that she was basically sick or has some kind of concentration disability or whatever and gave her some medication and told her to shut up, you know, everyone would be unhappy and there would not be an amazing choreographer. So I think it's about acknowledging different strengths and investing in them instead of trying to make everyone equal. Well, that's quite interesting because I was watching a documentary about Cuba and they've got one, you know, the, one of the, they fund things like the arts, which gives all those people who, who have that artistic bone, that, that huge opportunity. And as you can see, and in many cases, Cuba has, is the top, uh, the top place in the world for that kind of um, arts learning. So what are people's comments on that? Yeah, I... I think I think that uh, that story is also uh, showing like just for me in my humble opinion the biggest thing that impacted um, my education and it impacts a lot of people's education is teachers you can have good teachers or you can have bad teachers if the teacher really wants to teach you something and they try and they think how they can do this uh, they can find how to teach you. They can find a way uh, or help you um, know yourself. And teachers don't get that education. They don't learn how to try to... But basically, I think they don't have the opportunity to because you have one teacher who has a class of 40 kids and they basically don't have the time to, to address each uh, one's needs specifically. Which is why Finland is the best country in education a lot of the times, because they have more than one teacher in the classrooms. Ooh, I mean, okay, that makes sense. Well, I think generally, I think generally you see across the Scandinavian countries, they do come out as top, um, top um, in most cases, usually top in nearly every single, in, in nearly all leagues, because they've got that, that, good social secu that, that good social system where they do invest in their education systems. Yeah, they might have a high taxes but they're investing it in their own systems so like i think do you agree with me if i will say that for example this online education is is better for introverts and like while extroverts are having like the problems with no socialization and communicating and interacting so because when we like see for example um I don't know, or maybe otherwise. <laughs> As someone who studied psychology, I feel uh, compelled to to disagree. Um, it's it's just putting it too simple. But yeah, I I, I agree with what you're what, with what you're saying. But uh, all people who are uh, like first introvert extrovert is a scale. Uh, it's not easy to put. And also, you can be an introvert and really love dancing. Just to just to like uh, yeah, uh, it's 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 not really connected. I know it's usually when you think of extrovert, you have a singer, dancer, uh, social person. But people have different talents and different introvert, extrovert is just a way to understand how people's mind works, how they interpret signals from the outside. Uh, but I agree with your message. Like yeah, people who are more active who are less passive, who don't, um, who don't accept easily learning in, while being still in place and just listening or reading, it's much more difficult for them. Okay. Yeah, Ilya, what were your thoughts? Like, on... I wanted... Oh, sorry, sorry, Yarina. I thought you finished. But then afterwards, I would like, I would just like to know what Ilya's thoughts were on this whole, whole standardization discussion we just had, because you originally said that in the countryside in Russia, you kind of have the same standardized system as in big cities, etc. So, so after this little discussion about standardization and equal opportunities, what, what are your thoughts? 
Uh, I think that <laughs> we have <laughs> next question. So who should decide what is a what's like an a students should learn for example in school so we uh, you uh, taught uh, talk about for example american uh, usa and um, what what is a special in uh, in america they pay, uh, the school in america funding from the local budget so in uh, one area of uh, like one big city it's it's it can be really difficult um level of education that in another because in russia sometimes we are talking about maybe parents can decide uh, can like talk together say to the principal so we want that our like children should learn for example momas because yeah i heard urina experience but usually it's working like this that okay you will have in a gymnasium or classical gymnasium no matter that you will have the all subjects and in additional you will have some something special but in generally can parents uh, decide what should the uh, children learn or we have a government we have a country and we uh, have an uh, maybe a scientist who know better than parents yeah i think this is opening a whole new discussion about who's going to decide but i think the standardizing point obviously has something to do with that in the sense that who is deciding on what kind of education is standardized or not. But yeah, I think this opens a completely new point. Say again. Yeah, I think we would have to open. I think we would have to open a whole new post if we were to talk about what should be instead of what is. I mean, to be fair, um, well, we we should be talking <laughs> about what should be. Um, but I think I, I, I'm not entirely sure. I completely understand where Ilya is coming from, but from my perspective, um, I can definitely understand the connection between what he was saying, especially about the US. I'm not an expert on the US system, but as far as I understand, it is, um, actually quite in some sense similar in the UK, but not as detrimental in the UK in the sense that on your area depends a lot, um, Uh, like the, the the wealth of your area has a lot of impact on 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 the quality of education because of the money and funding and resources you have exactly and as i understand i think maybe maybe Clément can quickly confirm whether that's true but i think that's very similar in france as well isn't it ah uh, yeah 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 totally because um uh, for i uh, grew up in uh, in uh, near from paris in the suburb And uh, and I saw that a very big difference between uh, all the city, the different cities and uh, neighborhood. For example, uh, in Paris, uh, there is a very good uh, teacher and a good way to for teaching. And uh, and in uh, the suburb, it's always uh, it's uh, not the best teacher and um, the student. Uh, are less uh, accompanied. Yeah, they, they have less support. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it... I, I don't know. I, I think um, Ilya said in... I don't, I'm not sure what Ilya said. Do you, did you say in Russia it's different? Because I feel it's a different kind of perspective on... Uh, in on general on, on on society in general on society like in I think the UK France and the US are quite elitist in that sense um and centralized as well whereas germany is quite different for instance i could imagine that because of uh, russia's communist past maybe it's a bit more equal in that sense or maybe not i don't know and 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 about poland I, i'd like to know as well yeah i think also because of communist past we don't have 
like in a rich area so it's it's impossible now it is some of course <laughs> but uh, locals can't like give some money to the schools so anyway sometimes it can be like in a good school no matter what kind of people rich or not living around the school so can you say that again so a good school does depend on the people who live nearby or not yeah not depend so and if it's if we are talking about like in a big city of course usually good school situated in a center but uh, in a small city it can be it's not like there is not center in a like traditional meaning because you know a lot of like in a russian cities was built near the factories by communists and um, there is not like a historical center so there is not like an old building and uh, uh, center means nothing <laughs> okay i see so would you say in the end it is it is kind of more equal or are there still differences but maybe depending on other uh, other um, influences than than geography. Um, actually, I don't. Of course, I don't have a full like picture because I don't know a lot of about village schools. It is some village schools still. It's it's very um, small classes sometimes. Children from the different ages um, learning something together, but on a different level, uh, and and I think it can be interesting experience. But uh, generally, yeah, and I think in the last maybe twenty years we made a few steps. For example, we have a uh, common exams so you can pass exam in a your local school and send application to the university in moscow and uh, exams in moscow will be totally the same so yeah i think more or less we have an a like an equal addition uh, That's interesting. Yeah. Like not not level of uh, not level of education, but uh, equal opportunity to get the high education. And and what about Poland and Ukraine? Is do you kind of feel some kind of socialist influence there in in the educational system? Um influence in education maybe uh in the old years but to be honest the the socialist things were systematically pushed out after the uh after polish uh, independence um so i think uh, my grandparents they they had a lot of things that they had a lot of connection so not connection, they encountered a lot of socialist uh, mechanisms working in both everyday life and in education. My parents much, much less, and me, I think nothing or almost nothing, not, nothing to not as noticeable. No, I think it's, I mean, it depends on you guys, but I think we. no one is telling us what to do. I personally think it's nice to hear something like specifically about certain countries instead of just all saying the same like techno technology would be great and let's see what the future brings etc we can all say that i think for me it would be more interesting to hear something more specifically about the countries and about the bigger meaning i i, I like the topics we talked about i don't know about everyone else well one of the most interesting things i we we found out was the differences between the UK system and the German system, where Germany you're not really prevented from studying what you want to study, whereas in the UK, um, where you go um, usually limits or opens up 
opportunity, but certainly if you don't, if you go somewhere where you can't do a certain subject, uh, tough luck. So I thought that was quite an interesting part of doing this um, education research. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that that was something which I found really um, appalling, really, to be honest, in the UK. That the UK can, is depending usually on... um, appalling in everything. <laughs> no, but you know that depending on where you grow up, there are certain subjects in schools which you cannot choose. And that means that maybe you will never be able to study medicine only because you grew up and you were born and grew up in an area where the school doesn't offer certain subjects that that's ridiculous th but that's that's basically the uk i don't think it's that i don't think it's that bad i think in the uk you can become a doctor if you put the work into it because the subjects are provided i think it's more specialist um areas which are more limited because I know, I, I mean, I, I remember I, I with lots of, um, I don't know. I remember with lots of subjects, uh, where lots of subjects weren't offering law at a lower level. But then, um, when I started, well, when I left to go to university, um, I started seeing, I started seeing changes to the UK system where more subjects were being offered, which unfortunately I didn't have access to. So there have been changes. I just don't think it's at the level of Germany yet. Well, maybe maybe it has improved, and to be honest, in Germany, it's the opposite. Things go get worse, you know, um, because it hasn't been much investment in funding. Maybe Corona actually has changed a little bit about that because digitalization may have become better, or at least the need to do that has become more obvious. But um, yeah, I, the 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 case I was referring to in the in the UK was from a BBC documentary I saw. Some years ago, to be honest, I'm I'm getting old. So you know, when I was studying in the UK, it's almost ten years ago now. So um, things hopefully have changed for the better. Who knows? Um, but back in the day, I definitely saw a doc CBBC documentary where they said that you cannot study sometimes certain scientific subjects, which actually prevent you from like basically studying medicine or something unless of course i guess you could maybe at university kind of entry level kind of try to uh recap the subject that you couldn't do in school but that would obviously add to your amount of years you're studying and cost more money because of that etc cetera, etc cetera. so it doesn't necessarily become more accessible maybe it makes it somehow possible but even more difficult for, for certain people. But maybe that has changed. Who, but, knows? Um, who doesn't love being a student for a long time? I certainly wouldn't complain having to do an extra year of studying. Well, but you need to be able to afford that, <laughs> yeah, especially yeah, the in the UK where they raise tuition fees. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, yeah, that's the thing. That, like, that, I'd, that tuition, I'd that, love to. That tuition fee thing's all fake debt. Don't worry about it. Yeah, well, I have <laughs> some in the UK. Yeah, yeah, I've got you it. know, so. I've got it. I've got it. <laughs> Yeah, but um, okay, let's wrap this whole thing up. Um, maybe someone, everyone can like summarize like one thing or one point they, they got from this conversation or they would like to think more about in the future. Uh, why, why don't we start in the, in the same order we did before? So, Michael. Um, well, oh, I, I learned a lot from this. My brain is currently overloading or... Maybe it's because it's also a little bit late, but but yeah, I um, I think the biggest thing I got is that well, there's a lot of differences between our uh, education systems, not uh, like huge, like drastic, but um, I don't know, like uh, between Russia, Poland, and uh, UK, I, I see a lot of uh, a lot of differences. Um, it's basically, uh, if for me, it, it made, made me think that Poland isn't that bad, but there's also things to improve. And I would love to think about or talk about what do we think is the, the, the perfect solution, the, the best of all things. Uh, yeah, and uh, I, from... Our conversation, I've learned that, uh, like, I realized uh, I was, uh, like, asking some questions, but then I was, like, realizing the answer uh, myself uh, later. And that was also uh, 
because uh, from your um, from your answers, I realized that uh, our systems, like our schools, like differs. And if I will say okay, like I think the online education like, is like is very good, it's the best. So somebody could not understand me because, uh, yeah, for example, in your area or in your school, like. You know, it didn't went like very successful or something. So that's also I'm. I mean, I guess, and uh, now it's not only it. It's not only like uh, the online education, but I think if we are talking just about uh, normal education, like it's kind of the same uh, concept. Uh, so I learned that I need to learn more about uh, how it is working, how it was working in different countries in like in different places and um, yeah and that's it <laughs> so um i think finally that we need different educational but i think that it will be great if it will be working like a puzzle so if you can for example finish one step in Russia and then you can move easily to England or for Germany, it will be great because now we all moving from one place to another and I think um, we will keep moving because every people have should have a right to find nice place to choose uh, their place and their possibility for family and so on, so on. So, yeah, it will be great if it will be working like this. Yeah, um, I took from this that online education could definitely open more doors and it already has. But at the same time, I think we are still dependent a lot on where we are born basically and grow up and uh, the education we receive because of that from our parents and from our school and as Michal said earlier um, the teachers have a huge huge impact on 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 every person really and it also depends on whether you have good ones or not or at least one good one and I think um, I have to think about um, uh, a quote uh, by a German artist, actually, Josef Beuys, which, however, was also that quote was written in my British university. And uh, it was to be a teacher is my greatest piece of art. And that really stuck with me. And I only realized much later what it really means. But at the end of the day, I think we can all move towards let's say, better humanity, etc., um, with better education. And I would like to see more international connections um, among people. And I think that's kind of what we're trying to do with this podcast to some extent, to reach people in their national languages and at the same time try to make them see further than their national borders. So I would like to see more of that um, informal education as well. That's what I took from. Um, I'm not, what did I take from this? Um, I think, as we've seen from COVID, um, online education still has a long way to go. However, I'm starting to see how beneficial it can be in terms of time management. Particularly what I want to see happening in the UK is... Um, more compulsory language learning which can be which can be done online um, I think um, the UK is at a severe disadvantage now especially um, in terms of Brexit I think there needs to be a lot more language learning so people in the UK actually are um, internationally competitive with other people who like you can all speak more than one language people in the UK are at a severe disadvantage in terms of international uh, international opportunities so um, an online um, learning um, could really step up in terms of its languages. That's just for the UK, I think. Yeah. Um, I think uh, online uh, education, it's, uh, it's uh, 
it's uh, really in France. Uh, it's we it have to we have to learn how to use and how to learn about with uh, internet and uh, and how to change the the education. Uh, but uh, I think we have to do to to learn this because uh, uh, the online education will be for the next the next years I I guess uh, more important and uh, so we have to adapt uh, our our school with this I think yeah. I think that's a good, very good summary. I think uh, education definitely has to adapt even to the present time, let alone the future in all countries um, and to a new, more connected technological generation. And um, on that note, uh, also thank you, Clément, who kind of jumped in for the, for the French perspective a little bit because Elena, who is usually with us and the host, who is in Poland right now, somehow didn't manage to connect. Um, and I think that underlines our discussion about the need for a better connection internet-wise and in general. Um, but thank you so much, everyone, uh, for this great conversation and uh, for listening. And please stay tuned for our next podcast. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.